morning and welcome to Bite Size. My name is Yoni Pollock and I'm your host here on Wednesdays from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern right here at the Nachum Siegel Network. How about this past weekend, huh? Chilly. Honestly, though, outside of that, like, one, like, random snow apocalypse, whatever, in, like, November, I think it was, it's been pretty chill. It's been pretty, I mean, on the contrary, it's actually been pretty good outside of, you know, listen, it, it's it's middle January, early January when this happened, the last five days. Like, it's fine. At this point, we're allowed to have 20s, but it was definitely brisk out there, cool out there, a little chilly. And today, what do we got? The high of 40 or so? It's like summer. Okay, not quite. But you look at the weather app, and it's kind of interesting because we have like, what is it? Like 40, then like 30, then 43, right? The weekend's going to be interesting. You got a little 43 in rain I have right now for Friday. But I guarantee you if someone opens up their app right now, it's going to say like 41 and no rain. Like sunny. All right. It just happens. Like I've opened up apps together with each other on the next to each other on location, and it just shows different things. Um, what's going to be interesting is Sunday. Cause right now it says my high is 46 low of eight with a snow symbol. Now there might be some snowstorm this weekend. Who knows? We'll see. Um, depends on who you ask. Um, you'll get different answers, weather.com. If you just Google, you know, weather in New York, if there'll be a snowstorm, one inch, 12 inches, who knows? In my second life, where I'm a meteorologist, I'd have better answers for you. I mean, the truth is I wouldn't, because what does a meteorologist do? Nothing but really guess. But um, I'm, I'm, I'm oddly somewhat excited if there's a snowstorm, because we really haven't had much. And I know I hate the, uh, I hate the winter and, and dislike the snow afterwards, but when it's snowing, it's kind of nice. When it's snowing in the city, it's not as nice, but snowing in the suburbs is nice. So we'll see what happens this uh this weekend with the snow storm possibilities. But what I wanted to uh, talk about today in my introduction, which you are so used to these days to start the show, is um, somewhat to do with weather. I was at a friend's bris on Tuesday. Um, I should say my friend's son's bris, to be a little more clear. Um, and um, it was on the east side. So got there early in the morning. Davin had the bris. Beautiful. Great. Ate breakfast, and and I love. By the way, I was at a table. This is sort of a side point to to my conversation. I'm at a table, um, bagels and everything. And I told you I'm on my diet, so don't worry. I did not have bagels. I had eggs. I had some tuna, some tomatoes, some cucumbers, some fruit. Tended off. Yeah, I went all healthy. I'm I'm still in it to win it. I I know you guys had me counted out after one week. No, no, no. I'm. I told you when I do it, I do it. I'm in it. No bagels for me. That's that's some extra carbs I don't need and. Um, we're at this table and, and, you know, we're schmoozing, having a good time. You know, we, we, once you get to, I guess my age, sort of when people move out of the neighborhood you were in sort of for college. So for me, Washington Heights, people moved on the Riverdale, East side, Teaneck, whatever it is. So after the catching up, it's like, when's the, when's the tin foil coming out? I'm like, what? They're like, yeah. Like after a brisk, like the tin foil comes out. So everyone can make dinner, lunch, excuse me. <laughs> I mean, maybe for some people dinner. And lo and behold, it comes out, and they even have gift bags, uh, little tote bag, not tote bags, little uh, party, right? What do you call them, party bags? Doggy bags. That's the word I'm looking for. And um, that reminds me of last week when the, the, the fine-tooth comb. I had a few comments afterwards, and people texted me, it's fine-tooth comb. Thank you. Doggy bags. This time I remembered it. 
But I just thought that was like a really kind of like Jewish thing to like wait for the tinfoil to come out to make lunch um, after the bris. I thought that was just very funny. A little somewhat stereotypical Jewish thing. Anyway, hope I didn't offend anyone there. But what I wanted to talk about is after the bris. And I could have taken a, uh, you know, I, I looked at Google Maps. Okay, I could have taken a subway to a bu- to another subway to a bus, 50 minutes to work. I said, yeah, let me check Uberpool. Is that $7? Let's see, $7.275. Is it worth the extra $4.25? Waited a minute. All right, went down to $5.60. Sold. I'm in. $5.60. Uberpool from, from the Upper East Side. The problem with it, not necessarily the problem, but Uberpool is different these days. I don't know if you've taken it within the last two months or so, I believe, where you have to walk now. So instead of you know getting a regular Uber, it comes, picks you up from, from exactly where you are and then takes you to exactly where you want it. Uberpool now is is you order it, and then it says you're going to have to walk you know one minute, four minutes, six minutes to get to your Uber, um, and then it's going to drop you off you know within five, ten minutes or so of your place. So you have to factor that into your thinking with the price, where... Yeah, two seventy five. You're taking the Uber pool. It's a little more expensive. Um, you're, you're, yeah, you're paying for like the car aspect, right? You don't have to deal with the subway and any possible delays, and it's a little more icky and it's not as comfortable. Fine, fair, totally. Um, but the the problem is that now Uber pool has added another part of the equation into it, and that's the walking. And yesterday for me, twenty seven degrees outside. And I see Uber Pool. It says the guy's completing a, a trip nearby, and I and I could see it on the map. Okay, and I have to walk about two blocks, a block and a half or so, two blocks. Um, and I'm sitting there, and I'm just like, okay, now I'm going to time this because I know that it's not going to be six minutes. I know it's probably going to be ten minutes because these things are never accurate. The problem is, if it is actually six minutes, that could hurt your rating, right? That the guy could be mad at you now. I don't want that. I don't want any negativity, right? So I say, okay, I'm going to wait, you know, a few minutes. I could time this out pretty well. I'm pretty good at that. Okay, I see he completes the trip nearby. I said, fine, now it's time to walk. And I walk, and I get there four minutes later about or so. And I just see on the map, like, this guy is just, like, not moving. And, and you know when, like, it, it fiddles with its location, the car, some, it suddenly, like, reverses or it's just thrown onto another street somehow? It should have been two minutes. Basically about eight minutes later. No joke. The guy shows up, and I'm just like, you know, I try to time this perfectly. It, it said it said originally six minutes, and by the time it actually showed up to to where I to you know by the time I ordered it, it was about you know twelve fifteen minutes or so. Like, I don't know to me, and and I know this is being like a little bit upset about about like uh, listen, I'm being a stickler. Like this is a uh, first world problem, right? But I don't know, something about that where it says six minutes and you can't even get, like, even close to it. It was more than double the amount of time. Like, And it's 27 degrees outside. It's it's freezing out there. And, and uh, the same thing if it was a summer and it was, like, 85 and just sweltering. Like, you're not even close. And the problem is, like, if, if I'm there late, I get penalized. But if you're there late, you don't get penalized. And I'm not necessarily blaming the driver. It's It's more the system. But you make me walk. And, by the way, the guy basically drove right by where I was coming from to begin with. And I know it's all an algorithm in the system or because they have to go pick up another person before they go on my ride. But to me, it just it it seems unfair where like I'd rather pay the extra dollar or two, whatever it was. Maybe they're factoring this into their prices to begin with and just pick me up where I'm coming, where I am and drop me off where I'm coming from. Because on the way down, 
it dropped me off like another three blocks away, if you know the Lower East Side, like like right by under the Williamsburg Bridge, and I had to walk to the studio, and it's freezing. It's 27 degrees outside. I'm, I'm, I'm slumping with me, Matt's filling. And by the way, yeah, I'm, I'm still Jewish. I took fruit with me. <laughs> I didn't take a bagel, but I took fruit with me. Because, I mean, the, the guys, my friend's like, dude, there's there's going to be, like, a, a, just take stuff. I was like, even fruit? He's like, yeah, take fruit. What do I care? I said, I'm in. Fruit's my game. I'm in. But I don't know. It, it just, it, it, it makes it more frustrating and annoying to take Uber Pool. And again, a totally a first world problem. But And I'm sure, by the way, there are people out here like, yeah, I, I am with you. Uber Pool is so much worse than it used to be. And I'm sure there are people out there like, dude, like you're taking an Uber, relax. And I'm pretty much relaxed. I don't know. It's just it, it it's a little frustrating that they altered um, their their algorithms and their system. That like I have to just walk and 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 a lot more. You know, like four minutes one way, five minutes the other way. I had to wait an extra what was it, twelve minutes just to get there. Like door to door. By the way, I probably got there at the back about the same time as the subway, assuming the subway is running on time, which is always a, a big if and a big assumption. But you could argue, and and honestly, this was just three dollars, so the Uber is probably always more worth it. But you know, twelve minutes of extra outside, both walking and freezing time, as opposed to being on the subway, where it's relatively comfortable in terms of temperature. Um, it was a little past rush hour, so it probably would have been fine that way. I don't know, Uber. Like, you, I think you got to do better. It's definitely, I've definitely taken a few less Uber pools than usual because of it. You know, if Lyft were going to come out with a better pool system i'd be on theirs but i also just don't find theirs to be particularly attractive option so anyway that's my first world problem uh introduction shtick for this morning all right let's talk about what's on the next almost what is it about uh, 110 minutes left of this show joanna shepson will join the program this week she talks to yuval klein Yuval Klein is from the Windmill Complex. That'll be at 10 a.m. Eastern or so, top of the hour. The segment that has no name is TBD, as usual, to be determined later on in the show. But for now, as we do each and every week, plenty of music right here on Bite Size. And we start things off with one thing, one thing only. Mahapecha, Shel Simcha, on this week's Bite Size right here at the Nachum Siegel Network. Shamati
מרגישים שהחיים כל כך קשים, מה יהיה עוד יום עד שנה? אבל אני מחייך, לא דואג להמשך, כי יש לי, יש לי אמונה. לפעמים מרגישים שהחיים כל כך קשים, מה יהיה עוד יום עוד שנה? אבל אני מחייך, לא דואג להמשך, כי יש לי, יש לי אמונה.
Shalom, 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 Shalom,
תואר, והמצב בנוער, קשה לשיר כמו יואלי, להתעורר בבוקר, להיכנס לכושר, שחיתות בכל שבועיים, פיגוע כל יומיים, טוב, דיברנו מספיק, כפינו תודה, עכשיו נחזור אחורה אל הבסיס, זמן לומר תודה. תודה על הרוח, שאין לי זמן לנוח, על התיקון, על המהות, תודה על הידות. אין לנו זכות בכלל להתלונן, הכל פוחמסה וברוך השם כי החיים שלנו תותים, החיים שלנו תותים, החיים שלנו תותים, החיים שלנו תותים. Hey, 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 
Size top of hour number two, and it's time for Joanna Shepson's interview with Yuval Klein from the Windmill Complex, right here, right now on Bite Size at the Nachum Siegel Network. Thank you, Yoni. So today we get to talk to Yuval Klein, who is one of the most experienced tourism vendors in Jerusalem. Hi, Yuval. How are you? Hi, Joanna. I'm great. Thank you. Hi, everyone. So Yuval is well known in Jerusalem for his Zuzu tourism, segways and bike tours and shuk tours. But he has a new venture to tell us about now. We're really excited to share this with all the listeners. Um, Yuval, can you tell us a little bit about what you're doing at the Montefiore Windmill? 
Yeah, so we're very lucky and privileged. Uh, we have uh, been uh, working in the last year on developing the windmill complex of Montefiore, of Moses Montefiore, which is a Israeli and a Jewish very famous monument, uh, national monument. Uh, as everybody knows, Mishkanot Shananim was the first neighborhood uh, to be built outside of the old city walls, and this is a very significant place for uh, Israel. And we renovated the windmill and built a few attractions around it, and I'm happy to tell everyone about it. So you make it sound so simple when you say we renovated the windmill, but I, don't, I imagine it wasn't a simple process. How did you start the process? It wasn't simple at all. Um, we, uh, we got a Dutch company from the Netherlands, which are experts in renovating windmills all over the world. So they uh, came to Israel and they renovated the windmill. They built everything from scratch, uh, the whole top of the windmill, all the mechanics inside, and today the windmill is operating and it's renovated exactly the same way it was in the 19th century. Uh, it was built in 1857. It took one year to build it. Uh, Montefiore brought English engineers from England and we renovated it exactly, exactly to the, to the same exact situation and mechanism that was in the 19th century. So if everybody is imagining that you can uh, turn on a switch of light or an engine and the wings are going to turn, it's wrong. It turns by the wind exactly as it was 150 years ago. So we're, we're actually expecting a big storm in Jerusalem tomorrow. Let's see how fast it'll spin. <laughs> <laughs> but, and have so, you actually ground flour? Have you actually used the windmill? So uh, the first year we started operating the, the windmill about uh, eight months ago, and we were doing like a quiet uh, operation because we wanted to become experts in the windmill. And uh, the engineer who built the windmill, who renovated it, the Dutch engineer, he came to Israel and uh, I had a one-week course with him. He taught me everything about the inner uh, mechanical systems and how to operate the wings. And I asked him to teach me how to grind the wheat. And he said, wait, you know, you Israeli, you always rush ahead. You have to uh, first get an expert in operating the windmill and then I will teach you. So that was the first level. And uh, last week... Uh, the Dutch engineer was here again. Uh, he came for uh, some uh, maintenance. And then I had another uh, course with him for one week. And he taught me how to grind flour. So last week we grounded, we grinded flour, flour for the first time after 150 years since Montefiore built the windmill. So That's it's uh, very, very exciting. I wish very I exciting. knew I would have come to take some and make challahs from it. That's amazing. And what else? You also have other things going on in the complex. Like right now, inside the windmill, you also have a winery set up, correct? We have a winery uh, tasting shop at the first, at the ground floor of the windmill, which we opened together with the Jerusalem Winery. They uh, issued a series of wines uh, designated specifically for the windmill. And we also uh, built an escape park, which is like an escape room, but in an open space. Uh, very, very cool. A lot of fun. English and Hebrew. Uh, families, kids, grown-ups. It's uh, suitable for everyone. And it's working around the clock. Everybody loves it. So we have an escape park in the neighborhood around the windmill and also inside and around. And, of course, we also do workshops about the windmill itself, the story of Mishkenot Anim, uh, how uh, the Jews came uh, outside of the old city walls and started building Jerusalem and how they became... Uh, they, they moved from praying inside the old city to become a productive people in 1860, 1857, 1858, at that time. So it's the beginning of Zionism in Israel. 
So we're doing a lot of activities around it, and it's very nice, and I invite everyone to come and visit. It sounds like that was the beginning of the whole startup nation, when the, the Jews moved out of the old city and found industry and built up industries outside. Um, so I'll tell you, I've taken my kids to the escape park. They loved it. Um, it was definitely challenging for them, everything from ages 14 down to 7, and they had a wonderful time. So if any of the listeners want to find out about booking an activity when you come out next to, to Jerusalem, you can send an email to windmill at funinjerusalem.com. Um, Yuval definitely gives the best windmill tour, but he's got lots of tour guides working for him who can also give the tour. And um, I, I highly recommend taking a tour about how the windmill, mechanically how it works. It's fascinating. So thank you so much, Yuval, for talking with us. And we look You're forward welcome. to seeing you soon. You're welcome. And I have a little surprise for you, which I yes. haven't told you. I uh, kept a small bag of uh, two kilos of uh, flour that I grinded after 150 years for the first time. And I have it stored in my refrigerator, and I'm going to give it to you the next time that I see you. Oh, my goodness. I'm speechless. I'm going to have to you... make the most special challahs out of it. Exactly. You're going to bake special challahs, and it's going to be a blessing for everyone in your house and in Jerusalem. Amazing. So wonderful. So happy to be part of this uh, we, just we history are... in Jerusalem. It's incredible. Just to let you know how important you are for us, Joanna, we prepared these bags. We're going to give it to the president of Israel. And we're going to give it to the mayor of Jerusalem in a special ceremony, and we're going to give one to you as well. Oh, I'm so excited. Fantastic. That's how important you are. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very You're much. You're welcome. All right, great. So anybody who wants to book a tour or an escape park at the windmill, just email windmill at funinjerusalem.com. And uh, we know that it's going to be a huge success. It already is a big success. Thank you, Yuval. Great. And now, And now back to you, Yodi. Thank you, Joanna, and thank you, Yuval Klein, again, from the Windmill Complex. For Joanna Shepson, you can find her at funinjerusalem.com or Fun in Jerusalem on Facebook or Instagram, where uh, we are basically at Yeshiva Break. I think it's this week, or it was this past week, or it's coming this week, next week, whatever it is. If you are headed to Israel, or maybe you're listening in Israel looking for something fun to do, check her out online, funinjerusalem.com, Fun in Jerusalem on social media, Facebook and Instagram. And then shoot her an email because if you have an open time slot, you're going to want to check out what she does because there are plenty of exciting activities. I know especially geared towards winter break, so you'll want to check those out at funinjerusalem.com. More here coming up, more music, and uh, again, segment that has no name, TBD. Otherwise, Wednesday's live lunch with Arami coming up at 11 a.m. Eastern. But for now, more music right here on Bite Size at the Nachum Siegel Network. Oh, 
All that you wanna me But it's so cold now It's so dark here What could I do? If I'm a little light, you're a little light. Together we are so very bright. A little light here, a little light there. See the smiles, it's so very clear. Shine a little light, show us the way, lead us to a bright.
Heute mir wird Pharmaschiach, er wird noch kommen, wenn wir vertrugen sind. Jeder einer darf dem Beten mir wird Pharmaschiach, er will schon kommen, er wird auf dir in mir.
אני עוצר עכשיו לחשוב כמה פעמים אמרתי תודה בחסדך אתה ליווית אותי גם כשהכל היה חשוך ונורא לא התייאשתי וידעתי שיש לי תמיד על מי לסמוך והתפללתי, האמנתי שגם אם אצולות אותי תמשוך. אין עוד מלבדו, אין עוד מלבדו, אין עוד מלבדו בעולם כולו. אין עוד מלבדו, אין עוד מלבדו, אין עוד מלבדו בעולם כולו. אין עוד מלבדו. תמיד אני זוכר להודות, לברך על הכל, על הטוב, שזכיתי בעולם חליות, לא התייאשתי, וידעתי, שיש לי תמיד על מי לסמוך, והתפללתי, האמנתי, שגם אם אצולות אותי תמשוך. Noida le shimchu besoich emi yinai Noida le shimchu besoich emi yinai 
back here on Bite Size to wrap things up. The segment that has no name is not taking place today. I'm sorry. You know, TBD is TBD, and this week it was not determined to happen. So it is what it is. You know, our schedules just didn't line up today. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's it. I don't know what else I have to say about this show. I thought it was a great show. We got some great music. Um, Solid intro, if I may say so myself. I know some of you out there 
um, probably think it was a little first world problem. Some people out there, you know, Jewish stereotypes. All right, listen. We're not going to get all the listeners to uh, be happy with me and agree with me. I mean, I hope so, but I all I could do is try my best. So I'm going to hand this one off to Avrami, and hopefully he will make you happy, and hopefully he will continue with the great music. I think he will. I think I know he's a great guy, so I'm sure you'll be pleased with him. Um, and that'll do it. So thank you all for tuning in for the last two hours here with me. My name is Yoni Pollock. I'd like to wish you all a great day and remind you that the bite size is always, always, always the right size. <laughs> <laughs>